0: Let's get into it. friends. What is up? Welcome to the show. My name is Kyle. This is having a blast. And today we're doing part three of the final flashback Friday of 2021. I'm cheating a little bit because today is actually the first day of the new year that I'm recording this. Yeah, we're doing part three, my favorite records of 2021. And we're going to be doing a few different categories tonight, just like we did on the first two episodes. Tonight, I'm going to list my favorite pop records of 2021 one for lack of a better term more mainstream music that i enjoyed this past year we're gonna be mentioning indie albums that i enjoyed this year there was a couple indie albums that i really really dug that i listened to a ton and i'm sure i'll discover some more that i missed in the upcoming year 2022 because that seems to be the case i always invariably go back and listen to records from the previous year that i had missed when people recommend them to me and things like that which is fun and then i think for my third category i'm going to do some missing miscellaneous stuff. I'm going to mention some other things that I liked this past year. I'm going to just mention a few podcasts that I really enjoy and a few books that I read that I really enjoyed. But before we get into all of that, I need to mention a few things, a few albums that I forgot to mention. And I was reminded after listening to the first two episodes, and that's usually what happens. I'm always thinking when I'm doing these lists in my head at recounting records and then I forget about records. But anyways, would be remiss if I didn't mention the EP by Mr. Aaron Sprinkle and this could probably go into the pop category, indie category, somewhere in between there. He put out a, an EP that is absolutely fantastic. I wish it were a full length, but I think we're going to get more music from Mr. Aaron Sprinkle. The EP is titled Certainty. It was a blast seeing him play live for the first time ever a few weeks back and getting to meet him was really cool. He's such a down-to-earth dude, lovely gentleman to talk with, and I love his music. The second record that I forgot to mention, which could probably go into the pop punk category, Is from my buddy Mr. Adam Lowerback, one of the co-singers of Homegrown. He put out a solo record. It's a band and he's got a title for it, but he wrote all the songs himself. He recorded it himself. He recorded all the instruments himself. Really impressive. Radical Radical is the name of the band. His album is great. Another album that I really loved that I discovered just in the last week from one of the co-hosts of Growing Up Punk is the new Tiger's Jaw record. I had never really gotten into their discography, but their new record is really great. It almost has a Lydia meets Copeland vibe to me, but very, very good. Really cool, intricate guitar parts. Male and female singers and they contrast really well together. And then the last record that I want to mention that would have gone on the last episode in the post-hardcore genre, although these days they're more of a pop-punk band, is the new Hawthorne Heights. The Rain Just Follows Me. I'm pretty sure that's the name of the record. Go listen to that record. If you ever liked Hawthorne Heights, you will love their new record. It's very solid. All the songs are good. I love the two guest vocalizations Appearances by Mr. Anthony Ranieri from Bayside and Ryan Key from Yellow Card. It was a nice surprise hearing their voices on a couple Hawthorne Heights songs. So I really enjoyed that record in 2021. Okay, on to today's categories. Let's start with pop albums for 2021. I think 2021 was a great year for pop music. I think a lot of artists were in the studio and they felt compelled to make music. There was a lot of people who couldn't tour, obviously. So the condition through which we were all in, COVID, dealing with it, battling it doing our best to maintain a positive attitude if you're an artist it was a good year just like 2020 to create some art and so i think a lot of pop artists did just that and they got in the studio or maybe they released a record in 2021 that they spent the majority of 2020 making i think that was the case for a lot of these artists so let's just list them shall we the first album i want to highlight is by mr jack antonoff with bleachers the album is called take the sadness out of saturday night what a lovely email Title. Quick fun fact or fun story, rather. I met Jack Antonoff all the way back in 2002, which is now 20 years ago. I met him on Warp Tour very briefly in line at catering at Warp Tour. He was in his band Steel Train and he was playing guitar predominantly for them at the time. He wasn't really even singing, he was singing backups. But they were on the drive thru record stage because they had just gotten signed to Drive Thru. So there was no way I could have possibly predicted the level of success that that fine young gentleman would venture into at some point, but yeah, he was a very nice guy. Met him back in 2002. I love the new Bleachers record. It's obviously an homage to Bruce. There's a lot of Bruce Springsteen love on this thing. Bruce Springsteen is literally on the album on Chinatown, the second track. And I love the fact, speaking of Steel Train, they did a Steel Train song, a redo with Strange Behavior, which is really cool. This is definitely one of my artists of the year records. This is a great, fantastic record. It's a little bit slower than his previous two efforts, but man, it's very, very good and I think he took his time with this one. The melodies are really solid, and I'm always looking forward to listening to what Jack Antonoff has going on. He's a fantastic producer as well. The next record I'm going to be mentioning is the new Lord record. I really enjoyed it. Solar Power. I think it's a phenomenal pop record. It harkens back to late 80s, early 90s to me. I think it sounds like a summery record. It's got that vibe, that summery vibe. You're sitting out on the beach and this music's in the background. That's the way I'd always envisioned it when listening to this record. And it's a little bit different than her previous two records. I think that's a good thing. She's still finding her sound. She's still playing around with her art and she's young and she should do that. I think that's awesome. The next record I want to highlight is one of my favorite records from 2021 from Halsey. Halsey put out a statement (laughs) with if I can't have love I want power and I think it's a good statement to make in 2021. She reigns supreme this past year and I think it was brilliant for her to work with Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross. That was probably no easy feat. Those two seem very busy. I'm sure the stars had to align properly for them to even collaborate in the first place let alone do an entire record together but in the interviews that I've read since the record came out with Trent Reznor I gotta give props to Halsey. I just think it's fascinating listening to Trent Reznor speak about this from the production side of it. I don't want to give him too much credit because, you know, Halsey is the artist, but it was a lot of fun reading about how this record really reignited and reinvigorated Trent Reznor. Yeah, I look forward to seeing him work with more pop artists. I hope he does it. And if anything, I think Halsey should start producing too, because she's got a breadth of production knowledge at this point too. But the record's really good. I love all of the subtle little keyboard flourishes, the lyrics pack a punch, and she's saying something with this record. So kudos to you, Halsey. That was a great record. I've enjoyed her other records as well, but this one might be my favorite. And as far as pop songs go, because there were a lot of songs in the pop realm that I really enjoyed, but I didn't get a chance to really dive into their full albums. I really enjoyed the single from Billie Eilish, Happier Than Ever. I don't know why, but that song reminds me of Chair, their record Diorama. If you've heard that record before, I hope you love it as much as I do. It's an eclectic record. It's a crazy record, but I think it's a classic record and it goes all over the place and for some reason happier than ever, that song in particular reminds me of Diorama by Silverchair and I absolutely love it. And if you haven't seen her performance on SNL doing it, please go to YouTube and watch it immediately because it's chill inducing. It's absolutely incredible. Yeah, they knocked it out of the park with that song. I need to dive in and sink my teeth into her new record. I've only listened to it once and it was on in the background, so I haven't given it a proper spin or a proper listen, but I'm sure I will do that soon. And then speaking of singles, I also really dug TikTok song of the year A, B, C, D, E, F, U. I actually think that's the song of the year. <laughs> I'm sure there's a lot of people that would disagree with me there, but I remember when I first heard that song, it was on the newer pop punk playlist, and I think it's just taken pop radio by storm. I even prefer the angrier version where she curses a bunch in it, but yeah, I think that song needed to be around back in the early 2000s when all the boys were lamenting about all of their girls breaking their hearts. Gail, she wrote a fantastic song, and it's like the ultimate breakup song. So yeah, A, B, C, D, E, F, U. I think that's my song of 2021 as far as pop music is concerned and really love that song. Okay, so moving on to indie records. And I'm sure there's more indie records that I just haven't listened to yet. I predominantly listen to uh, albums that have a lot of distorted guitars and things like that. So six or seven categories that I had in the first two episodes of this podcast series. That's predominantly what I listen to. But every once in a while, I, I get into these indie moods where I'm just listening to lots of indie music and shoegazy music. And I'm sure there's a lot of shoegazy music that I need to check out from 2021 as well. But the two indie records that I listen to and love Loved immediately and have listened to a lot since then are from two female artists one is Julian Baker she put out a record in 2021 called little oblivions it's a great record i really love it i was turned on to her four or five years ago about the same time that i discovered phoebe and i really loved phoebe bridger's record last year in 2020 julian baker is amazing and check out that record if you haven't already and then go back and listen to her previous stuff as well the second indie record of the year for me was from snail mail the album is called valentine i love snail mail we discovered them when we we went out to Nashville four years ago. Pamela and I did. Somebody turned us on to her out there and we've been listening ever since, but I really love the new record, Valentine. It's very, very good. Great indie rock. Okay, moving on. And if there's any other amazing indie records that I just haven't checked out this year, those are the only two that I recall listening to a ton. So if you have some recommendations for me, please hit me up because I'm always looking for new bands and new artists to listen to. Okay, so podcasts I enjoyed. I really, really enjoyed the Tim Ferriss show. I got away from it for a couple years. That was a mistake. I need to always be listening to Tim Ferriss. My life is vastly improved because of that podcast. So if you haven't listened, I would highly, highly recommend it. Yeah, he's got great guests, a wide variety of people on that show, very smart, very thoughtful, very conscientious people that he always has on to talk about all sorts of things. Every time I listen to a Tim Ferriss episode, I walk away with something that I can use that's actionable, that's tactical, that's practical in my day-to-day life. And so for that, I'm eternally grateful to Mr. Tim Ferriss. And if you've listened to the podcast, you've probably heard me mention his name a lot because I really respect and admire him and I really enjoy his podcast. As far as music podcasts go, I've really enjoyed podcasts like Talking Records. I had Jed Dion on the show and he is a lovely person. I love his podcast. Check out that one. Growing Up Punk, I interviewed Aaron. That's a great one as well. I really enjoy listening to Finn McKinty, although I'm bummed he said he's going to pare down his podcasting. He's only going to do it once a month now. He was doing it once once a week, but I think even if you were to just listen to all the episodes he has now, you'd get a lot of value out of it. He talks to a lot of people behind the scenes. It's cool because they're all inspiring in their own unique ways. I really enjoyed the Mod Sun episode. It was really cool listening to him. I like his outlook, and I've shared that with a bunch of people. So if you're a fan of Mod Sun, go back and listen to him being interviewed by Finn McKinty. and Finn McKinty on YouTube. He is probably more well-known in the YouTube sphere now as the punk rock MBA guy, but very smart, very thoughtful. I'm hoping to get him on the show at some point. I enjoy the Chris DeMakes podcast. He highlights a song and talks to the songwriter and they go deep into one particular song. He has a very cool perspective because he is a songwriter and he pays attention to detail and I really appreciate that. I enjoy the My Carrera podcast. So if you're a fan of MXPX and My Carrera, I would definitely check out his podcast. He's been doing it forever. I feel like he's been doing it for a decade now. He's got 500 episodes or something or 300 plus episodes. The three books that I really enjoyed this past year. I read a lot of books this past year, but there's three that stand out to me that I really enjoyed and took a lot away from. One would be The Almanac by Naval Ravikant. Let's spell his name, shall we? Naval is N-A-V-A-L. Last name is Ravikant, R-A-V-I-K-A-N-T. If you search for him in the podcast, he's been on a lot of podcasts, but if you look for his name next to The Almanac, let's search for it really fast. Okay, it's not in podcast form anymore, at least maybe it was at one point it is on youtube i guess i listened to it on youtube so it's the almanac of naval ravikant that is v a l m a n a c k of Naval Ravikant, which I spelled earlier, A Guide to Wealth and Happiness. I think everybody would benefit from listening to this. He is very prolific on Twitter as well. So if you're on Twitter, he's got a very entertaining and wise and insightful Twitter account. The next two books were the new one from Ryan Holiday, Courage is Calling. I loved this book and I love his books and I love him as a human being. He's got a great podcast as well. I haven't listened to it as much as I have The Tim Ferriss Show, but maybe when I'm done with The Tim Ferriss Show's episodes, which I should be at some point. I'll uh, dive deep into Ryan Holiday's episodes and see who he has interviewed. Courage is Calling is a great book. I read that book and then I wrote the words for our new song, Game Time's new song, which I might just play at the end of this episode. I haven't decided yet, but I might just do it. Called In the Face of It, meaning facing your fears, facing adversity, having courage when it counts. I was very inspired by this book and I think he wrote it at a very opportune time, especially when it doesn't seem like there's a whole lot of courage in this world. But I digress. Anyways, the third book that I really, really enjoyed was a book turned on to me by a business mentor that I've known for many years. He suggested I read it and it is called The Psychology of Money. I think a lot of people might hear that title and cringe a little bit and that's okay, I am one of you. Look past the title of the book and look at the substance of the words if you are curious and you wanna listen to it or read it for yourself. It changed my paradigm when it comes to money and my mind and perspective has been changed money many times over the last decade, all for the better, I think. But I really enjoyed The Psychology of Money, and I would imagine I will be reading it again and again because it's that profound and life altering, I would say. Yeah, 2021 was also the year that Game Time got back together, which is insanity to me. We recorded three songs. We have yet to release the third one. It's been done for a few weeks now. I've wanted to get it out a long time ago. However, it is stuck in the inspection queue on our distribution channel, which is CD Baby. I'm not exactly sure what's happening, but I think there's a bit of a delay with streaming networks. So I may just play the song at the end of this. So to the people listening to this podcast episode, if you enjoy my band game time and the songs that we've been putting out over the last quarter two quarters of 2021 you're in for a treat all right stay safe out there happy new year i hope you all had a wonderful holiday and let's get it let's make 2022 fantastic because we have the power to do so if we want to if we want to shift our perspective, change our minds for the better. So I hope you all are doing fantastically well out there beyond podcast land. I'm very excited for the next interview that is coming up. I'm going to edit it. It is none other than Mr. Ben Harper from Yellow Card Fame and This Legend. I'm excited for you guys to hear it. It is a fantastic episode. I can't wait to get it out there. All right, cheers. Until next time, I'm going to leave you with the premiere of Game Time's new single, In the Face of It. All right, bye.